Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Riverdale Register. I am Caitlin. And I am John. And boy, did they bring out the uh, extra special Valentine's episode just in time. Yes, yes, the sticky maple candy that they're going to be selling in Riverdale (laughs) all February. Yeah, Um, so that made me really uncomfortable, (laughs) exceedingly uncomfortable, especially because I thought about Googling what a sticky maple was, but then I was like, do I want to know? I actually have no idea, and I really have no intention of finding out. That seems fair. That seems fair. So, uh, I really like this episode. I have many thoughts on it, but should we just get into... Well, that's crazy, because we have a podcast that's, like, specifically for detailing our many thoughts. Thank on the, God. Uh, oh, my God. Show. I needed a vehicle. <laughs> so, let's see. We are on episode three. Cha- sorry, chapter three. Yes. Body Double, which I think we can all guess why that is the title of this episode. You know what? Actually, I didn't think it was a great title, because I thought it was going to be about Jason having, like, a fake body double or something, and that he wasn't really going to be dead. And because I went in with that expectation, I was like, this is just a terrible title. So misleading. I guess it's more nuanced than I thought it was. That's probably the perfect way to describe Riverdale. More nuanced than more, I thought More nuanced it was. than you thought it was. So this episode is written by Yolanda Lawrence. So it's the first episode not written by the creator. Oh, uh, she wrote for Starcrossed. Oh, I watched that. And The Good Wife. Those are such different shows. She did uh, Heartbeat uh, for like one episode. Didn't know that was a show. Heartbeat? Uh, yeah. Uh, Witches of East End. Okay, that's that's a show. The Nine Lives of Chloe King. Oh, that's also a show. <gasps> she wrote for Reaper. I love that show. That's with that dude who was on that show called In the Loop that I really liked. I think it was called In the Loop. He worked for an airline or something. His, he was on Grounded for Life. I think that was the show that I'm, I think we're all thinking about the same thing. But anyway, I like that guy. I think his name is Brett. I think he's friends with Adam Brody. Come on, this is a good show. Whatever. Okay, so she wrote for Reaper, and we all know what the show Reaper Brett is. Brett Harrison. Brett Harrison. I love that guy. He was like the boyfriend on uh, Grounded for Life. Sure. Okay. Anyway, could play Six Degrees of Separation. There's a really good short-lived sitcom called uh, Breaking In, which I thought was hilarious for the first season. Then it got canceled. Then it got brought back for a second season out of nowhere, and it was terrible. Was this the one with Christian Slater? Yeah. We've talked about this before. So good. On our Scream podcast. Yeah, but we don't have new listeners now. Really? Yeah. Revive old things. I have to say, um, it seems like a lot more people are watching Riverdale because... Well, it's weird. It's weird. A lot more people are drawn to Riverdale than uh, than Scream. Scream is a great show, you guys. You should listen to our other podcast. It's really good. Scream is really fun. Yeah, let's jump right into Chapter 3, Body Double. Chapter 3. So we start, like, I assume we'll start every episode with Jughead waxing poetic, doing his whole thing, while uh, montage montage happens in front of us. So this time it starts pretty much exactly where last episode ended, with Cheryl being led away. So Cheryl in the principal's office is like, so just to clarify, when I said I was guilty, I didn't mean of murdering my brother. I understand why you may have thought that as everyone else in the oh town thought that I was confessing. Girl, you open with that. Right, you don't exactly. just like, You're so what dramatic, just like, I'm guilty, take me out of here. And it's like, oh, by the way, but not of like the bad thing, just, just like, like the well, I mean, a bad thing, but. Oh, oh, murder. No, Like, no, she knows that. the scene she just made in that class. 
Did she do it on purpose? Because she seems to just love the dramatics of it, but she also very much defended herself from the murder last episode when her like little cronies were like, we heard that maybe you lied or maybe you killed Jason. Okay, those basics are not her cronies. Are they not, though? They were. Weirdly, her minions seem to be just gone. Yeah, she has no friends. Well, that's that is always my pet peeve with popular girls on TV shows because there are so many cases where it's like, like Cheryl Blossom's the most popular girl in school, and yet she has no friends. <laughs> like that's always how it goes down. I don't think people like in the world of TV. Popular isn't like what popular is in actual high school. Like the person who's universally liked in high school is never some kind of rich a-hole <laughs> who, like, everything good happens to. Popular kid is someone who legitimately everyone's like, yeah, I like that guy. But you don't, like, raise them on a pedestal over everyone else. <laughs> it's just that person that everyone just generally likes. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, don't think know. we ever had a kid like that who I would call, like, oh, yeah, they're the popular kids. Like, well, wouldn't they have friends if they were the popular kids? Like, regardless of whether they were an asshole or not, like, wouldn't they have at least, like, a crowd of people surrounding them? Did you ever watch Heroes? No. I saw the pilot. Well, in the first season of that show, Hayden Panettiere is the indestructible cheerleader, and she ends up running, I think, for, like, prom queen or something like that. And at one point, she she wins, and her Good friend her. her friend tells like, yeah, there are more unpopular kids than popular kids in this school. I'm like, then no, there aren't. That's not what popular means. I'm so confused. Wait, so was she not a popular cheerleader? Well, then, like, she had kind of fallen from the popular graces into the unpopular pool, but then it found, realized there's more unpopular kids, which makes her popular. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's like being like, look at all these minorities. I'm the only majority in this room. It doesn't make sense. Maybe the idea of popular is really the person who is um, like, like attractive in the traditional sense. Like rich, good looking. They only exist on TV. Elitist. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really exist in real life. Mm-hmm. I think that there were kids in my high school who like saw themselves as popular and like had friends, but it was really more just like... I don't know. Like, they drank at their parents' beach house on the weekends? I don't know. Like, that was kind of it? Right. Rich and popular aren't the same. But they are. Cheryl doesn't have anything to offer that people actually want from her, except a nice house. So if she throws parties, that makes her popular. That's true. And she did. She threw a party in the first episode. It was, like, super lame, though. No, it was super cool. That party seemed cool. There was no music. It was, like, a (laughs) dinner party. I would love more people through dinner parties. But then I would want to go to an actual party afterwards. Like when there's dancing and alcohol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I love food. I love those You just drinks. want a pre-meal before you go out. I know. I love eating food before I go out. It's so good. And also after I'm done going out. Sometimes in the middle. Sometimes in the middle. If there's food at the bar, I will eat the food there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So Cheryl and Jason faked Jason's death. So Obviously. Duh. Thank you. He pulled an Allison De Laurentiis. Shazam. You didn't watch Pretty Little Liars. No, but I feel like I've been there because you mention it in every (laughs) podcast we do. Whatever. You talked about breaking in twice. I feel like I'm owed this. This Pretty Little Liars reference. Name a character from breaking in. Brett Harrison. The character. Christian Slater. Not an actor. Christian Slater's character. So, why couldn't he have just left? How? (laughs) I don't know. Well, he didn't want his parents to look for him. Ergo, the way to do that was to stage a dramatic drowning where his parents were obviously going to look for him. 
Yeah, they scoured the river for his body for, like, weeks. That's more money than they would have spent actually looking for him. I mean, maybe... I I don't know. I mean, if he just disappeared without... I guess the idea was that he was either going to... He was going to disappear, but faking his own death at least allowed for him to... There to be, like, a reasonable explanation for why he died... Or for how he died, so that they would eventually stop looking for him. I'm starting to think the bigger mystery is why Jason wanted to leave. Yes, more absolutely. More so than who killed him. It probably connected, but... Oh, it's definitely connected. I hope it's connected. My main takeaway from this scene is that Sheriff Keller is a good TV sheriff. Because <laughs> oh, he yeah. is no-nonsense. Uh, Cheryl's mentioning the gunshot, and he's like, well, no one else has mentioned a gunshot. So Ergo. doesn't seem like real evidence. Uh, and she's like, when he's like, why are you being so dramatic? She's like, my, my, my brother says like, yeah, but you were singing and dancing at that pep rally last night. Well, to be fair, I thought that was a low blow because she was singing and dancing at the pep rally, but then shortly after she went into the locker room to cry because she thought Archie was Jason. So. Yeah, you're right. We should have all been looking at it from her perspective. Exactly. Or. Exactly. No, No, we should have. Well. Because it's not like she said that to him, that I, I thought know. Archie was Jason, which also, what? Well, it kind of makes sense, because without that, I felt like I wouldn't have understood that they were trying to, like, make... Yeah, yeah, I know, it's, that's because it's a TV show. Right. But <laughs> in the world of the show, Why? the sheriff watched this girl who should be grieving sing and dance at a pep rally. With her girl, Josie, which yeah. I have questions about that friendship that we, like, never see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. So he's doing his job... Yeah. I guess. I mean, it's weird that he doesn't have an office and he just hangs out at the principal's all the time. They haven't built the set for the office. Okay, <laughs> let it go. It'll be fine. Uh, oh, so we kind of cut straight from here to uh, Alice dropping uh, dropping the newspaper on Betty's, Betty's uh, lap and be like, and be like uh, just she's the worst. She is, is her, the wait, worst person in this town. Is her name Alice Cooper? That's, yes. Isn't, isn't there a band called Alice Cooper? Yes. Or oh. a singer or something, yeah. Is that... Are we sure her name is really Alice Cooper? Yes. Oh my god, that's so funny. Is the band named after the mom in Riverdale? Do you want to Google Alice Cooper right now? I don't have my phone. But you have your phone. Alice Cooper isn't a band. I'm pretty sure it's the singer. <laughs> Alice Cooper is a band. I don't know. I could be so wrong. There is there is a music thing though called Alice Cooper. You're you're really selling your credibility right now. <laughs> I have no music credibility. I really don't. Alice Cooper is a singer songwriter. Oh my god, he has a top hat. He looks really scary, you guys. He looks like Gene Simmons with a top hat. No, no, he looks like Alice Cooper. He's a rock icon. <laughs> I thought that was a band. I really did. I really thought He's been doing this for five decades. (laughs) So Betty's mom. Yes. When when does she become the metal singer Alice Cooper? Maybe when she gets slapped in the face a few times. Okay. Let's go on. Go on. So she's the worst person. Yeah. In the entire town. She's my favorite, though. Like, I love it. She's terrible. She's so mean. She's awful in so many ways. How is she your favorite? They cast her perfectly. Like, physically, she looks just like Betty would if she was older to me. And also, she has a mean face, like a cat. 
Okay. <laughs> but she's my favorite. She's so, like, unapologetically terrible. I love it. She is the first character to give our show a mention. Oh, yes. I was <laughs> like, wait, what? And then I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, because it's the Riverdale Register. Actually, we stole that from Riverdale. But yes. Obviously. Or it's the first time we got mentioned on the show. <laughs> I think we'll just go with that one. Uh, Betty and Alice have a whole argument about ethics and journalism. Betty, or no, Alice calls her a Lois Lane type. Which is accurate. Can use her, her help over at the, um, over the register. Betty's not quite on board for it, but just give her an idea that she comes, that she comes around to later in the episode. She's like, I don't want to do what you're doing. I want to do exactly what you're doing on a smaller scale. No, she wants to do the, the good version. Yeah. Alice is sensationalizing all the news. She's... But isn't also Betty kind of sensationalizing the news in in its own way? No. No, what Alice is doing is fake news. Is it, though? Is it? I'm just gaslighting you. Yeah, well, it's not fake as much as it's uh, just highly insensitive. Like, she publishes his autopsy, Jason's autopsy, which is real, as far as I know. It's just also, like, kind of a dick move. Yeah. And also, also, like, you're not supposed to do that. Right, yeah. (laughs) It's an active murder investigation. Yeah, seems wrong. But also, what the fuck? He was, like, kidnapped? Like, that's crazy. Like, I want to talk about that later. Like, we're going to talk about that, but we should move on. So Archie uh, has a quick spy on Grundy. Uh, She's, like, playing a very large bass or cello or something. It's, like, metaphorical. Uh, And then he goes to Sheriff Keller. Archie is a large Still in the principal's office. Yeah. Uh, and tells him about the gunshot. <laughs> it's like, what were you doing out there? Uh, I was uh, I was working on some songs. With my dog. I write songs. <laughs> did, you, did you not watch the pilot? I'm into songs now. Music oh my is my god. Thing. I'm sorry, Archie. I'm sorry, Katie Appa. Literally, like, I don't give a fuck about your songs. I don't give a fuck about Archie's music career. We don't ever hear enough of it to make it matter. I don't know if they're going to... If they are going to release, like, a KJ Appa song and it was good, they could have done it by now. Because now it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing for everyone. I'm sorry. You're getting very frustrated about this. <laughs> it's so annoying. Because KJ Appa probably is a good singer and he probably does have a good song out there. Mm-hmm. But why don't we get to hear it? Right now, it's just like some guy who keeps telling everyone that he's in a band, but he's like never plays a show, and he's just in a band, and like that's just his idea. It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. It's so stupid. But like, maybe he should have discovered music later if he wasn't going to actually play the song until like episode 19 or something. This song better be amazing. Sorry. It better be the best song I've ever fucking heard. End rant. <laughs> So everyone else is kind of in the uh, in the student break room. Uh, Kevin says that his dad says everyone's a suspect. Uh, the entire basically student body. Oh, by the way, this is when we learned that like, Kevin's dad is the sheriff. No, they mentioned that like in the first episode. Do they really? Yeah, tough yeah. coming out, especially when your dad's the sheriff. Oh wow! So they just over mention it then. Because he said that a lot. He says that about like being the sheriff. Well, they don't lot. have any scenes of them together. Right. Yeah. Which is like and an I interesting little thing. I forgot, so I guess it's worth mentioning more than once. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that. You're right. We did talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sheriff Dad. Uh, Veronica can't hang out that night, which, by the way, Kevin wants to watch Making a Murderer. Apparently, like, binging this it is the year in a night. In. Yeah, that took um, me, let me think, at least five days. Because they were long episodes. Yeah. 
They're like, I think like an hour and a half at least each, if not longer. Plus, I'm just like, you've already watched it. Find something new. Have you guys seen True, Blo- uh, True Detective Season 1? Great time. Good murder stuff. I love murder stuff. What's an... Oh, I, OJ make, uh, Made in America. I watched that murder stuff. Yeah. That was good murder stuff. The Killing? I heard that was not good. Am I wrong? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I like the idea of there being a missing dead girl. Those are my favorite kind of shows. It's terrible, but like, I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Pretty Little Liars is the greatest show I've ever made. You can go on. <laughs> Veronica has a date with Chuck Clayton. Just, like, really hot. Who is a good-looking young man. Apparently, actually, they were having a conversation in the previous episode. This is actually set up more than expected. Yeah, when everyone having their, was having their argument in the break room, like, they were sitting next That's to each other so and talking. That's so funny. I did not notice that. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Except it's not. Right. Uh, Betty. Betty is starting the Blue and Gold uh, which is a which bad is name newspaper. for a newspaper. You know what's a good name for, for a school. newspaper? With whose colors are blue and gold. Riverdale uh, Register is a good name for a newspaper. That one's already taken. Oh, okay. I don't remember what my high school's uh, newspaper was called. I think we had, what was ours, the Tribune or something? The Trumpet? Does that sound like a thing? Cougar something? The Cougar? My, That's like Miss my, Grundy's newspaper. My school <laughs> mascot was the Cougar. I don't know why I want to look this up, but... Mine was just racist. It was, like, the Braves, and we were, like, a Native American head. That was really racist. Specific town on Long Island that I won't mention in the podcast for fear of embarrassing you, get your shit together. You don't need to be a Native American anymore. Be like a cat. Not even, like, a cougar or, like, a leopard. Just be a cat. Like a domesticated cat. I would be into that. (laughs) The paw print. It was the paw print. That's a really. That's good a one. good name. That's yeah. Good. That's a really good. That one, was actually. my school. That was my high school's a newspaper. I'm into that. That's a. That's very clever. Yeah. Okay. So Betty wants Jughead to be part of the newspaper, and he's all like, "I need complete freedom," and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay. I mean, like, I just want to be your teammate on this one, but sure, do whatever you want." See, I love that Betty calls him Juggy. I like how she has a nickname for his nickname. It's so cute, though. She's like, Juggy, like, meh, meh, meh. Betty's perfect, except she's not. Is this their first it. scene, like, one-on-one, though? Yeah. Huh. I, well, Jughead doesn't really have a lot it's of It's weird how lived in the whole show feels, despite this only being the third episode. Like, yeah. it arrived with such confidence that we, that, like, even despite that, we're like, yeah, of course Betty and Jughead have known each other for years. Right. It does feel very comfortable with them. And, yeah, I think that's, like, one of the nice things about having a ta- having a show that's set in a small town. Mm-hmm. Is that you do like have these like intimate connections that you don't really have to set up that much? Yeah, just because it's like oh well of course yeah like, of course they know each other. Uh, so Once Betty Betty it. sends Jughead basically after Dilton Doily, the silly named Boy Scout Adventure Scout. Sorry, that's what they're called. Oh, because uh, they can't use the Boy Scout name. I guess they just don't. I maybe they've been calling them Adventure Scouts in the comics for a while, and that's why. Yeah, that makes sense. People generally don't use the term Boy Scout in shows or anything I, like that. I bet it's a thing. I bet you can't be like a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout because those are trademark names. Do you remember the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Um, I know what you're talking about, but... They were person scouts. That's very <laughs> funny. And I love that. We should have that in real life. Gender neutral things. <laughs> that way they do, yeah. Um, oh, Fred uh, catches <laughs> Archie when he's like coming at you. Luke Perry? Um, he calls Archie <laughs> out. For lying about the road trip that he and Jughead were supposed to take. So why didn't he just tell his dad he was at the at the fucking river writing songs? Well, yeah. He told everyone Fred's else that. just incredibly upset that Archie is not communicating with him. Fair. So he grounds Archie. Fair. Listen, Fred is a good parent. 
He is on top of his I'm on board everyone. with everything they said. I, I don't believe that. I don't, don't believe it you was don't him. Think it? No. I have theories, man. I know. Got a lot of theories. I know. I know. You'll, we'll hear them all. I just, I don't think it was Fred. Um, that'd be cool, though. I think it was Vegas. I think it was Betty. I don't think it was Betty. Why not? Because they're they're making it obvious that it could be Betty. It's not Betty. So because there's literally no proof it's Fred Andrews. <laughs> yes. It's Fred Andrews. You know this is how I watch shows. You but that's know. not how like this stuff works. But it can't be Betty. Why not? Because Betty We've had is this com- have we had this conversation? They can send her to therapy and like bring her back and it'll be fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you can just. So instead, you want to break up Archie's family? Yes, I do. Well, they're adding Molly Ringwald to Archie's family. Yeah, I know. So maybe that's how it's gonna go down in season two. It's gonna be the Molly Ringwald Archie show. Nah, Luke Perry's a series regular. Maybe he's in jail. Maybe he's the Hannibal Lecter of the season. That's not better, though. Dylan McKay was a bad boy. Fred Andrews is a nice dad. Nice try, Riverdale. I'm not I'm not believing your bullshit that easily. So Veronica and Chuck are on their date, and it's, um, it's legitimately a nice date. Oh, it was. It was a really nice date. Yeah, they're getting along, and they, like, kiss, and there's conversations that I'm going to bring up later during um, things teenagers don't say. Uh, <laughs> They do the kiss and the music spike. You know, that's the CW move. Right, right. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to uh, <laughs> Miss Grundy and Archie. And she is pissed <laughs> at him because he talked. She's like, we were in the clear. Uh, now you're part of a murder investigation. And if the person you're hooking up with says things like, we were in the clear. That's when you know, cut ties. Right. Not good. Not again, a good thing. Again, something you just keep forgetting. Archie is a goober. He's, He's a so stupid, dumb. stupid goober. So hot, but so dumb. Also, I was explaining really quick. I was explaining um, KJ Appa to some people this weekend, and I was like, "He's really hot." And then my friend was like, "Well, like, come on, like, how old is he or whatever?" And I was like, "Oh, he's like 24, 25. Like, it's fine. It's not weird that I think he's hot." Then I googled him, and he is only nineteen. So it's so weird, actually. So I'm going to... He's half Samoan. I know. You read that Vulture article, too? No. Oh, he's half Samoan. Yeah, no. Grundy, basically, you know, manipulative as she is, as soon as she finds out that he's not throwing her under the bus in any way, she doesn't need to convince him that they're still together in any way, and she suspends their lessons. Yeah... Should have saw that I coming, Archie. I'm impressed with this story because I really didn't think they were going to go this route with her. But she is a devious person. Yeah, she's a shithead. Very, very mean lady. Okay, so I just have this next note that just is the fuck is a sticky maple, you basics? <laughs> so that must have been when those two exact same basic bitches from the last episode come by Veronica and be like, "I heard you had a sticky maple," and she's like, "We well, had like the." brownie thing diner. <laughs> that's like exactly what my reaction would be i'd be like no like it was sunday like, then yeah. everyone in the school gets the same push notification which all right never happens a lot of stalkers on chuck clayton's uh insta and then veronica <laughs> dramatic like there's this amazing shot where she just dramatically whips around with kevin's phone to check to check the page 
and like the music shifts with it. It's it's kind of a beautiful shot. And um, oh, poor Veronica. It's a very strange picture. It's like it's supposed to look like she has maple syrup poured on top of her. Yeah. So I think. I mean, I know what that's supposed to represent, but yeah, that is so gross. It's so gross. I also don't really understand why. Here's my problem with this storyline. Um, I have a few problems with the storyline. Overall, I really love this episode. There were a few things that kind of bumped me about this. The first one is the picture of Veronica and... What's his name? The hot Chuck. dude? Chuck. The picture of Chuck and Veronica, it's like... Literally, they're just taking like a nice selfie. Like, there's nothing scandalous about it at all. So, why would everyone automatically assume that like... She got sticky maple. Like, I didn't really get that. He, put the, he, like, made it look like there was maple syrup on her face. Right, but it was obviously, like, like a filter. Right. Like, it wasn't like it actually looked like anything. But it's such a well-known thing in this school that they all know what that means. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like... it's a Riverdale thing. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, Riverdale, you're gross as hell. Like, what is that? But that's my one my one thing with that. I was like, oh, so I felt I felt kind of outside of this just because I can't relate to it in any way. I mean, of course not. I am straight white male, uh, yeah. and this is that's in your Twitter bio. <laughs> definitely not a story that like I can relate to in any way. Well, that I thought this was actually a really relatable story. I just didn't really think the picture was your main problem is that the picture wasn't scandalous enough. No, I just didn't think that the picture was like. Like, I don't know, I just, like, I can't imagine a bunch of kids being like, ooh, like, Veronica, they said this thing about Veronica in this picture, like, therefore, like, it doesn't make Chuck look bad, because I I would think that people, I don't know, maybe this is just that I'm so outside of high school now that I would assume, I would, I'm, like, giving high schoolers too much credit, maybe they are this mean and stupid, like, they could very well be this mean and stupid. I think... What we needed was maybe a scene at the end of the date where Veronica kind of made it clear that she wasn't so on board for a second date. Yeah. Because if I were Chuck, I would have tried to just keep dating Veronica. Right. Instead of pretending like, yeah, we had sex. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, you could have actually had sex. Um, Yeah, yeah. But they do kind of, Veronica... If he knew, like, oh, nothing's going to happen then maybe it would make sense for her to be like, and this is my vengeance. That's, I, I totally agree with that. Because the other thing that kind of confused me about this was that at the end of the date, it seemed like things were going well. Seems they made out. Yeah. Yeah. They not, made out. The music spiked. Right. The music spiked. But not only that, they seemed to have like a nice, very real conversation. Then we get to the hallway. She was like, oh, he was fine or whatever. Like, he bored me. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like not what I got from that date. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if they wanted to make it just that like, Chuck, I bet there was the deleted scene that we missed. Or, or cut, cut from the script. For yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I bet there was like something that we missed because it, Chuck seemed like he did like a complete 180 for no reason. Yeah. So. So Kevin calls it a uh, Riverdale thing, and uh, Veronica basically has the line in the episode like, no, Kevin, it's a slut shaming thing, and I'm neither slut nor will I be shamed by someone named, excuse me, Chuck Clayton. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. She's going scorched earth on Chuck. Uh, false, false was it? Oh, she says this later, but uh, full dark, no stars. Right. I don't really get what that means. It means though. like your the night is so dark there are no stars. Oh, okay. Is yeah. that like from something though? I it must be at the list of things teenagers don't say. 
but I don't well, know. Maybe where it, it is. is something teen you're saying. We're just so outside. Right. Of it. It's like full dark, no stars, bro. Yeah, chill. Totally. Totally. And that's the end of Act One. <laughs> but Act Two basically is just right a continuation as the girls walk straight into the bathroom, the men's room, the locker room. Locker room. And they find Archie in only a towel, and I'm pretty sure this is his only interaction with the girls for the entire episode. Which is okay, actually. Yeah. Surprisingly. Probably just like, Archie, you're going to have to get out of my way. I'm on the warpath. He's like, okay. <laughs> it kind of gets out of their way. And I love that they included the scene because, like, there was no reason Archie needed to be in the locker room, mm-hmm. but that was for me. It was just a reminder that it's all <laughs> the same. So cool. Yeah. He's so cute. Uh, and they find Chuck, and Chuck's not even sorry. No. He's like, ladies, here to ride the Chuck wagon, which... Ugh. No, I'm not here well, to ride the Chuck wagon. And Veronica's using the same kind of direct tactics that she usually uses on Cheryl. The, like, listen to me very clearly, take this shit down. And it just doesn't even phase him. It doesn't work on him at all. And Chuck and his he's, he's like, nah. at the top of this school now. And apparently he always was. He's the coach's son, star football player... Big fucking deal. Not not the no easy on the eyes. Like not easy on the eyes, but he is easy on the eyes. Yeah, super pretty. Super pretty. So Chuck is riding high. And then he like it's like we're bulldogs. And then people bark at Veronica. Uh, I'm like oh the, Jesus. The barking made me uncomfortable. It's like never bark. Barking's bleh. So then we cut to Dilton Doily as <laughs> the single most hardcore troop leader I've ever seen. He's like, if you do this wrong, you're dead. He's like the guy from Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> you're right. He's so John he Goodman in 10 Cloverfield Lane. He is. He really is. He is a hard co- core. And I'm like, yo, these kids aren't in the military. <laughs> they- I was a scout. You don't need to do this. But uh, Jughead's asking if he saw or heard anything at the lake. And Dilton's all like, no, I didn't see anything. Or no, wait. No, I didn't hear anything. Which, what should he say first? I think he's like, no, I didn't see anything. No, he says, no, I didn't hear anything. And then Jughead goes on, he's like, well, did you see anything? And the music gets all, like, <laughs> deep. Be like, oh, man, he just asked the one question the cops never <laughs> thought of. Wow. Yeah, Jughead is um very intense, obviously. <laughs> Dylan just starts naming birds. <laughs> he, he never, uh, the one thing about Jughead that I think is so is he never, I mentioned this in the last podcast, but he never opens his mouth completely. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I wish I could show you guys, but like, he's just like, his like bottom mouth, like his bottom lip is the only thing that moves. It's really weird to me. It's like a good character choice. Hmm. But yeah, so Dilton Doily just starts naming birds that he saw because... Touche. But in the background, one of those other scouts kind of gives Jughead a look. Jughead, like, mentally checks that for later. And then we get Archie and Cheryl in class. The uh, redheads. Yeah, redheaded class. I have ones, theories about um, this. About what they're studying in their class. Mm-hmm. I know. Was it English? History? I mean, science, I think. Math. Uh, <laughs> Cheryl thanks Archie for mentioning the gunshot. Uh... Because that basically clears her. She doesn't seem as crazy. Uh, she grants him a wish. This was weird. Uh, nothing off the table except for my body. I was like, that's the only thing that he might want. <laughs> Is that terrible? I'm like, what else would he want from me? I you? like that she makes the clarification, though, because in this town, who knows? That's true. Uh, well, not to say like that's the only thing he would want from you, Cheryl, but like the way you framed that was very much like a seduction. And then she It seems like, like you're kind of on board the Archie train. Yeah. Although, really, who wouldn't be? What a beefcake. KJ Apa forever. 19-year-old. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'll stop. I'm sorry. It's gross. I know. <laughs> 
So it said he asks to talk to Josie, and Josie comes in, and this is the biggest mystery of this entire series. Forget the murder, forget everything else. <laughs> How does Josie, quote, love her girl Cheryl? <laughs> I know, thank you. How are these two friends? What? I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I, I feel lost and confused every time they bring it up as them being <laughs> any kind of best friends. Like, are they are like, they best friends? The way Josie talks about privilege, she should hate Cheryl incredibly. But instead, she loves her girl Cheryl. Yeah, it's, I I don't, can't really figure this whole thing out. I know that they, like, hugged at the pep rally, and that And they was, sang together in the extended cut. Right, so... I don't know. It's... They haven't, like, hung out. I think the problem that I have with the Josie and the Pussycat thing is just that they only really show them in terms of, like, the music that they sing in the episode. We never see them in classes. Right. It would have been cool if they were at Josie's party. We could have got an idea of them. Right. Like, By the way, where's Reggie this whole episode? I don't know. I want to find out if he's going to be cool again. Like, chill? You mean? Like, yeah. I just want to chill Reggie. Well, we already have one dick football player, so we can't really have two. We won't. Chuck's no. off the team. Oh, yeah. That's spoilers. What are they watching? Listening to this as <laughs> they watch the episode? No, they're doing it instead of, I assume. <laughs> I, assume. <laughs> I don't really watch Arch Riverdale, but I do listen to the Riverdale <laughs> Register. And that's basically the same experience. It's the same thing. So, Josie's going to let Archie sit in on pussycat practice. Which, okay, like, you guys are good, but, like, slow your roll a little bit. Like, you guys aren't, you haven't won American Idol yet. Oh, American Idol's been canceled for a while. Yeah. Wow. That's, like, not a thing anymore. Yeah. That's strange. You guys haven't won some other... Also, there isn't, like, a competition for bands, I don't think. That's also strange. X Factor? Not on anymore either? Maybe in the Oh, UK? I guess X Factor. St- I don't know if that's, like, still in the air. America's Got Talent? You guys have not won America's Got Talent. It's very interesting, though, that bands don't have a place in this. They only want to make singular pop icons. Probably because they're easier to manage once they get big at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about somebody breaking off and then suddenly, like, everything's kind of shitty. Yeah. But you get more drama out of a band. Yeah, and you have, I think it, yeah, I think there's, like, pluses and minuses to being a band versus being a a singer. There's a lot of good things, but also, like, like, thinking about One Direction, mm-hmm. how all of them kind of are individually famous, save for, like, one or two. Yeah. But then you have, like, NSYNC, and you really only have Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And, like, everybody Those else, aren't, those are not, like... Those are bands. <laughs> like, are they? They're boy bands. They're all just lead singers. It's five lead singers. I'm talking about, like, the drummer versus the bassist versus the guitar. The ego situation is very different in that in that because yeah. they all need to work together. Um, like, the drummer, there's no... I'm I'm famous for being a solo drummer in career. Unless you're Dave Grohl and you, learn, and you also play guitar, and then you can start Foo Fighters. Is like, Dave Grohl a singer as well as like all yeah. those things? Yeah. yeah. So he's he's the, the last rock star. But really, I think so. Okay. Uh, and then what like, about Taylor Mom? Like the basis, the basis is always a part of a band. There's no like flea, but like it's it's a very different situation than a boy band where there's like. Five Fine. singers, each one gets solos during the songs, all that stuff. Can I just clarify that I thought Alice Cooper was a band, 
and therefore no, we are all aware of that. <laughs> it's it's recorded. It's right over there. And a lot of uh, a lot of this talk of Dave Grohl and such lost on me because I'm lost on a lot of music things. Apparently, I did see Josie and the Pussycats the movie though. And oh, then you basically understand all of music, right? Exactly, yeah, you understand the entire industry. But uh, Letters to Cleo did the music for that, and that's a great band. That might even be my favorite band. I really like of Monsters and Men. <laughs> you know, you know, and I swear we're gonna get back around Riverdale. But you know who cre- you know one of the creators of America's Next Top Model is, right? Tyra Banks, Kenya Barris, uh, the guy who creates who created and writes Blackish. Oh, that makes sense. So, TV writers have created... Uh, Amazing things. Hmm. Things that I've enjoyed forever. Reality shows. So, it would be cool to produce the first band-based reality TV show. Whatever that is. Is it a competition? Is it, like, following one or something like that? But like, Well, there is Making the Band. I've never heard of that. It has, like, on MTV a long time ago. There are um, some band shows, actually. There are, but they're not as big as, like, American Idol. Right, sometimes something at, like, that level. The voice. It's just harder to judge, I think, and all that. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Archie's gonna have to sneak out to uh, to get to um, the pussycat practice because yeah, he's let's, grounded. Let's talk about how boring dad. the storyline is. Okay. <laughs> Whole thing very dull. Very very dull. Archie's storyline not good this episode. All right. Will it ever be good in your know. eyes? I don't know why I'm so I like about... Archie. Do you really? Yeah. I I want to. This is who he is. I want to this think he's good This is who he's, he's been enough. for like 80 years. I want to think he's... I just... I love like the characters when they're... He, he needs like an edgy flair. No, he's Archie. Maybe he could get a mohawk. No, he's Archie. Maybe they could cut off one of his you, arms. You like... I don't... <laughs> you don't the, the fundamental core is that Archie is just aw shucks. Yeah. And kind of dumb. Really dumb? Kind yeah. Of. That's part of who he they is. They are selling That's it. why he has Jughead. Is Jughead I thought Jughead was the stupid one. No, Jughead is the smart one. He's wise. Maybe not uh, intelligent, but wise. Okay. There's a difference. So but Archie's always kinda silly and dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Veronica's looking at the Instagram posts. This version of Instagram in this world, in the world of Riverdale, uses people's actual names. <laughs> so, when you pause it, like I did, you get to read that Cheryl wrote, I usually pity the poor, but... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's so weird. She's, she's, pitying, she's pitying the rich. There's a bunch of other ones. Uh, I highly recommend pausing it. There's this one point where I think someone like, is like, Veronica Lodge, more like Veronica Lame. And literally the next comment is like, wow, that was really garbage. <laughs> and that made me really? so happy. Because now we know that it's the VFX guys who you tend to write that to stuff. That. So someone, uh, someone wrote that little in-joke inside of their own thing. Wow, that was really garbage. Oh my god, I'm so happy you pointed that out. <laughs> Uh, Veronica's kind of hiding her whole situation from Hermione, who, you shouldn't have done that, because Hermione's also one of the best parents in this town, and best people, like, all around. Like, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it's not coming. She's just better. She, uh... Like, she actually, I think, I feel like she deserves to be as rich 
as she used to be. Yeah, because she seems very nice, very humble, mm-hmm. has no real issues being a waitress at mm-hmm. the chocolate shop. 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 You're, yeah, there you okay, go. Cool. Um, yeah, she is really nice and has great hair and is very pretty, and I love her. She's great. <laughs> She's cool. She's a fun girl. Can't wait until Luke Perry and Hermione get together and, and start dating. That's totally going to be a thing. Please. I think it might be Hermione. I mean, there's literally no way she could have done it, so shouldn't she fall into your purview as well? No, too good for this world. What, and Fred's not? Men can't be too good for this world? No, he can, but, like, you don't, you don't watch Beverly Hills now, too, one so he does have a dark side. That's a character that's I not this you character. you know how much of a dark side Dylan McKay has. I don't, I, you know what I do know? But I just don't care. You should watch the show. It would inform a lot of this. Hey, you know who pops up in the next scene? Barb from Stranger Things. Oh my god. Betty so brings Veronica in to meet all these other girls who've been slut-shamed. And it's friggin' Barb from Stranger Things. See, I, I wasn't that surprised because I knew. Ethel. Yeah, God, give her, like, a young person name, please. But, okay, so, basically, Betty found Ethel, and Ethel told her the story about how Chuck essentially did the same thing to Veronica yeah. as, to, as he did to Ethel. Right. Here's my one problem with this. Like, here's, but the best part is, Barb's story is, like, I helped him study for, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, like... And he it, said that we, like, did stuff, and everyone believes him. Yeah, that's... Okay, so that's one issue, but also, kids in high school are stupid. This is the one tiny little thing that I have, because I really love the storyline. It's, like, super feminist and baller and everything. My one little issue is, they make it really clear that all of the girls who um, are in this, what we'll come to find later is the playbook, they make it very clear that they actually, oh, they didn't really do anything. They didn't really hook up with this this guy. I think some of them did. Well, the ones that we, like, focus on, the ones that were, like, avenging, literally, Veronica yeah. and Ethel, uh, Justice for Ethel. No, 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 no. Don't congratulate them for that. <laughs> Barb is still dead. Get out. You didn't achieve anything, show. All right? Okay. Well, anyway... Ethel and Veronica didn't actually receive the disgusting sticky maple or have sex or do anything. But, like, what? Like, if they did do those things, they don't deserve to be shamed for it. Um, and I think that's, like, the big problem with not just not just this storyline, but kind of the narrative of a lot of teen dramas mm-hmm. is where, yes, slut-shaming is bad. You shouldn't insult women for, for like, sex stuff. Yeah. But also, there's this, like, idea that it's it's a lot easier to defend them if oh they didn't really do it in the first place right like if they if they're the victim of like false rumors that's an easier thing to defend against slut shaming for I think it's an easier thing to write yeah but I think it's like such a but combo. it's so you're saying that like there's there's no element of the girls who did did like go for it with these guys and are just upset and and, and are annoyed that. How dare they shame them for that? Right. Like, what if Veronica... Like, I was kind of hoping they would go this route, especially because we saw Veronica and Chuck, like, make out. I was hoping that maybe Veronica did, like, go... Maybe not the Sticky Maple thing, because, like, meh. But maybe did do stuff with Chuck or whatever. Like, whatever. And didn't regret it, but, like, had no interest in, in, like, pursuing a second date. And that was... Then suddenly she was being shamed for something that she chose to do. Which is, I think that would be an interesting take, you know? No, that's a really good point. Yeah, I just, I think that's the one flaw in this. 
Though I guess later they do kind of imply that Polly and uh, Jason did hook up for real and her yeah. name is in the book too. But I wish that we could defend someone who like made an active choice, didn't regret the choice, and instead just felt bad because she was being like made fun of for it or shamed or publicly called out. Mm-hmm. But I can't really fault Riverdale for for that so much because it's like the narrative of a lot of teen shows. I just think it's something we should all like kind of keep in mind that like, hey, like it's fucked up to slut shame people even if they're doing things that are sexual. Huh. Hashtag justice for Ethel. No, stop that. <laughs> Stranger things. But the worst part is that Cheryl comes into the room with Barb and everyone else and calls them sluts. Oh, God. Don't let yourselves call you guys sluts. What is the line for Mean Girls? Don't let girls call you sluts and whores. It makes it okay for guys to call you sluts and whores. That sounds accurate, yeah. Yeah, it's like something like that. Tina Fey says it. Uh, The boys are keeping score. Other girls they've been with. I think you already mentioned that. Yeah, Yeah. and in the playbook. And Cheryl isn't on board to team up with everyone. Because she's like all about her brother. Yeah, because it would mean that her brother wasn't the, her soulmate. It's vomiting everywhere. Jesus, come on, right on my notes. Come oh, on. sorry. But Sher- yeah, why is Cheryl so adamant about her brother being like her one and only love? Because she's so- the most popular girl in school, but she doesn't have any friends because her <laughs> only friend was her brother and he's dead now. You want to sully his memory? <laughs> he's dead, Caitlin. Oh, Cheryl Bombshell, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Well, Veronica, she will find the playbook. She's going scorched earth, man. She is hardcore this episode. Scorched, scorched earth. She's calling out Cheryl. Be like, if you want to stay in my way, I'll take you down too. I'm cracking skulls. Yeah, but then uh, Betty kind of, kind of takes that torch and runs well, real far with it. Later, yeah. Or later. First of all, power move. Uh, little scout kid, not that little, but like played by an actual teenager, is at the chocolate shop with his dad. His dad's like, hey, I'll go up front. And then power move, uh, Jughead just leaps into the leaps into the um, the booth and steals the kid's ice cream and starts eating it in it's front so of him. It's so good. I also don't think Jughead's ever just, like, gone into a booth normally. Like, no, I think he only leaps into booths. Yeah. Very obnoxious. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's questioning the scout. He's like, yo, Dylan Doyle shot the gun. Which, uh... It was some target yeah. practice. Because he's a fucking psycho. Yeah, because Dylan Doyle is definitely insane. <laughs> But that's fun. It's all fun. I, I wanted to call him that Moonrise Kingdom kid. Is it the same kid? No, it just looks it like does him. look like the kid from Moonrise Kingdom. Have I mentioned this fact to you before? Uh, they shot Moonrise Kingdom a little bit at the scout camp I used to go to. No, but that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, in Rhode Island. Camp Yagub. Say, uh... How do you say that? Yagub. Yagub. Y-A-W-G-O-O-G. Yagub. Yagub. That's hard to say. Yeah, well. Okay. Uh, That's even made up. That was, no, it was a a really cool place. Uh, I'm sure it was. Massive camp in in, in Rhode Island. How could anything be massive in Rhode Island? (laughs) Takes up most of Rhode Island. Oh, okay. There we go. I don't know if that's true. Uh, But um, the stuff at the uh, the fort near the end, that was was the stockade over at Camp Yagu. I've taken, I took a lot of, like, wood, woodworking classes and stuff there. I've, like, never been to a real camp. I can't relate to this. No? Did you never go to, like, summer camp or anything like that? No, not really. did, like, a lot of theater in the summers. Yeah, you were a theater kid. I feel like, you know, I was in some ways, but in other ways I was not. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, like, I was never good at acting, so that kind of 
Well, I was an AV club in high school. Like that hindered a lot. I was so cool in high school, you guys. Yeah, you're making it very, very, very evident on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, you're definitely one of these quote popular children we were talking about. Yeah, of course. Uh, so Archie sneaks out to Pussycat practice. Um, Which, like, what time? He just wants the Pussycats to play his songs. I am. Oh, God. So she's like, do you understand? This is about black girls empowering themselves. And then, yet, the show still lets Archie write their songs. Well, assist. I mean... He, like, twists around the choruses or the verses or whatever this Momo Jumbo is. They're still trying to make the argument that he has some talent. Without <laughs> us, say we're with, trying to make the argument. Without us actually hearing him play, uh, hearing the Pussycats play, well, they are legitimately very talented. Right, they so are. Talented. If he were playing that song, I'm sure it would be trash. Uh, <laughs> no, Game but, Game well, good. I mean, he just hasn't. Yeah, I need to hear an actual Archie song at some point. Show. Yeah, I need please. it. Uh, it's it's like, the only way to get me on board for this whole thing. And I bet they're not bad, because I also, like, have a very low bass level for music <laughs> I like, so I'm sure I'll enjoy yes, it. Yes, because her deep knowledge of bands and music and all of that. Exactly. I love the bands. I'm sure I'll, like, I'm sure that I will really like the song when they finally do air it. I'm positive. Here's the weird thing for the... This Pussycat practice is at nighttime, right? I guess. But this immediately cuts to, like, Barb bringing a football player into the, uh, the Blue and Gold offices and being like... Uh, hey, he knows where we might find the playbook, which then cuts to uh, Barb, Veronica, Betty, and Kevin all sneaking into the school at night, which is I, like, what is the timeline here? Did I, we jump back? I think, no, I think it was always at night. I think that... What, were they already in the school? Yeah, I think they... Yeah, were. Archie and the Pussycats are also in the school. They're in the music classroom. But it's at night, right? <laughs> right. So, so everything. So then, why night. are they sneaking through one portion if kids are allowed to be walking around in these other parts of the school? That is very confusing. But anyway, they're sneaking around the school. Veronica's wearing pearls for this, by the way. Obviously, never, never take them off for a power trip. And then Cheryl shows up, and both Kevin and literally all of my gay friends <laughs> freak out about her boots. Like I was talking to people at work about this, boots. and they're like. I said the same thing he said. Where did she get those boots those in that are town? Great boots. No, I know. I actually thought about getting thigh high boots this weekend. Maybe it was inspired by Riverdale. I'm not gonna say. Anyway. <laughs> I I just I can enjoy the aesthetic of thigh high boots, but I can't even wrap my head around the feeling work. of wearing them. Oh well. And I, if it's like an empowering feeling to wear them or what? Oh it'd be, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. I think you meant like physically wear them, like the like how they, comfortable they would be. Mm-hmm. If they had like whatever it is, like nylon at the top, it would be comfortable. I think the blocking is kind of awkward in this scene because when the everyone blocking? turns around, yeah, where they're standing, everyone turns around and like see Cheryl, like what? But then Barb Ethel kind of awkwardly kind of <laughs> like slinks off to the side, uh, and like like this. she's not shocked nearly as shocked as everyone else. She's like, yeah, whatever, and like keeps sneaking <laughs> so that she can be like. Guys, check this out from like the locker and like bring them over so that they see the playbook, uh, which has Polly in it. Yeah, and which no, shatters Cheryl's uh, opinion of her brother. Which like, seems strange to me. One, you don't really know if Jason wrote that. Like everyone knew. Wouldn't she know his handwriting? I did. It kind of looked like everybody's handwriting was the same, sort of, didn't it? Or maybe yeah, it was written by a producer of the show. Right. But, so just saying, like. 
listen, even if it's not his handwriting, you don't think that's damning if it's in the book? I guess. I don't know, but, like, everybody kind of knew he was talking so about So, wait, Polly. he's lying about Polly, and he's l- not lying about Polly? Because he's lying to his well, friends to be in the book? No, what I'm saying is, like, everybody already knew he was talking about Polly. Like, that wasn't a secret. So... Or was it? See? This is how they get everyone. I don't know. I don't think it was, because Cheryl knew, and Betty knew, and... Everybody knew. Right. And everybody knows that Veronica did stuff with Chuck. And Beth did stuff with Chuck. So you're saying, essentially, that maybe... Maybe nothing happened. Maybe something happened. Don't know. I wonder if they're trying to imply that maybe, like, Jason raped Polly. Like, that kind of... Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I mean, she had a breakdown. I didn't quite get that impression. I don't know. I'm just thinking about it now. Like, it seems kind of strange that... Like, what did, what did he do to Polly that was so bad? I don't know, because Polly isn't in the show. I know, I can't wait until they cast, like, Hillary Duff. I'm sure it's going to be <laughs> just some rando that oh, you don't really know. It's got to be stunt. They're very pretty, but they're an unknown, just like everyone else. I hope it's a stunt casting, like a Molly Ringwald. I hope it is Molly Ringwald. I don't know. That wouldn't work. You're right. Okay. Fine. Johnson can't be. I was just kidding. So Veronica takes a picture of the book, which is good detective work. Other teen hero heroines could learn a lot from you. Yes, thank you. Take pictures of everything. I literally take pictures of everything. Like, everything. Like, that kind of thing. Like, documents. Caitlin, put the camera down. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's helpful. Like, if you have, like, a piece of paper and you can't lose it, take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Then if you lose it, at least you have a picture. Right. Yeah. The kids from uh, the kids from Scream should watch Riverdale, is exactly. what we're saying. Exactly. Like, if you have damning evidence in a photo that could go away, there you go. Betty... Betty sets herself on the warpath. Veronica's already kind of like, got what we needed. And Betty's like, no. Never enough. You must pay. And that's where we end act three. Uh, so Archie, yeah, he helps the Pussycats write a song. Uh, Although, like, all we really see is, growing, what was it? Paintings. So he, no, no, no. What's, what's the line the girl wants to use? Like, paintings, paintings on the wind. Paintings on the wind, which... Like, I'm like, yo, we already wrote that song. Hey, Colors of the Wind. It's called Colors of the I Wind. I know, that's what I thought, It's from Pocahontas. Too. And you can't beat that. Uh, and Archie's like painting on your skin. I'm like, I actually like that one. I, I like actually that think too. that's pretty good. I don't. It's talking about tattoos. Yeah. It's an interesting kind of song that they start singing. It's like almost sounds like a church choir thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense for the context of where they're performing it. For some reason, like, they don't seem to ever once care about where they're performing their music. Yeah, because you'd think they'd be playing something subtle like dinner music while everyone's trying out a taste of Riverdale. Right, and so they're like, "No, we're gonna go full force." Also, side note: What is with this town and events? Uh, all small towns on TV shows have events, but like all of them, it's it's been like three days, right? Yeah, they've had a lot of events. Like so I guess, yeah, going yeah. straight from back to school dance to back to school pep rally. To Taste of Riverdale, which is a lead-up to the town's <laughs> 75th anniversary event. Well, it's a nice thing. It's the thing. Whatever. The anniversary. Um, I would totally go to this Taste of Riverdale thing. Yeah, I'm sure it's a great time. I think, is it Hermione who asks? Plus the violence between parents. So good. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, no, but Grundy's the one who asked for, like, the blue cheeseburger or something. Yeah, that sounds and great. I, yeah, it's like, oh, these, like... They have good legit But, like, food. that's coming from Pop's Chocolate Shop. They can get that every day. Yeah, but, like, that's the only food they have. They don't know other foods. <laughs> they never Tell me more food. about this pizza. <laughs> Does Pop make it? <laughs> Cannot compute otherwise. Uh, 
Was it so? Betty's trying on some of uh, Polly's uh, lipstick, which is a very bold color. That I agree with her mom doesn't. Oh, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. I think, I think Betty just her hair's pulled that pulled back so much it's that severe. like it I makes like her it. face look very skinny. Uh, and girls and, like, love tightly wound and all that. Girls mm. love it. Uh, I thought Betty looked great in red lipstick. I don't. But I really loved this scene because Alice literally just like goes behind her. She takes a tissue, then walks passes by in. the cover, the the very well lit box of Cover Girl. <laughs> I did actually notice that, and she uh, and like without Polly and not Polly. Oh, that's weird. Without Betty seeing, she just like takes the tissue and like wipes her mouth. Yeah, that was weird. There's something very weird about that. Very violent. Yeah, Alice is a demon. Yeah, she is a demon. She's she she's yeah. a she's just straight up horrible person <laughs> on a level far worse than anyone else in this town. I'm wondering if we're gonna get some insight into like why she's like this because it it almost feels kind of crazy. She sold her soul to run the Riverdale Register. Yeah, because that's worth it. Sabrina, the teenage witch, is coming to this show. Tell I'm me this stuff so is impossible. Excited. By the way, I I know this is very early, but if there's Sabrina, that would be a ample space for a good spinoff. Oh, yeah. Into a dark, modern Sabrina series. That would be really cool. And I'd be there for that. Me too. I'm going to vote Dove Cameron as Sabrina. What is it with you in fan casting? No, get another unknown. You've done really well so far, show. Dove Cameron's not that famous yet. Cast some unknowns. I have actually no idea who that person is. Exactly. So maybe she's an unknown. Maybe she's like my neighbor. Who? Is she your neighbor? No, she's not my neighbor. I don't know. She could be. Dove! Dove. <laughs> I wish I would freak what out. What name is Dove? Uh, it's not a real name. What is Dove Cameron in? She's in The Descendants on Disney Channel, and Liv and Maddie on Disney Channel, and Hairspray Live. If you're listening to this stuff, I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's weird. I love her. I think she's so cool. The Descendants on. Oh, that's the one. yeah. No, I know what it she is. She plays like Maleficent. I was thinking of the other daughter. Descendants, the one with George Clooney and Shelley yeah. Woody. That's a really good movie. She's one of the writers of that movie is Jim Rash, who was the dean in in uh, Community. <laughs> That's really right now. It's like a really... We really moved on from Riverdale with that segue. Yeah, Community's a great show. Community. Community was the best. Donald Glover is on Community. Donald yes. Glover has a new show called Atlanta. Yes. Do- Donald Glover's name is also Childish Gambino. Where, where are we going next with that? No, I just wanted to you also... You got Childish Gambino from the... Um, it's his Wu-Tang name. I don't know what a Wu-Tang is. Wu-Tang Clan is rappers. Right. You know one rapper and his name is Childish Gambino. Is he in the Wu-Tang Clan? No, he's not in the Wu-Tang okay. Clan. But that's where he got it from. I put my own name into the Wu-Tang name generator. It's Phantom Luffer. That's not good. <laughs> it's not great. But Childish Gambino was just like from that like... Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's easy. I'd be like, cool, done, okay. Yeah. Move on then. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Betty comes to the chocolate shop in an outfit. A great outfit. What do you think? Yeah. It just, none of it's working for me. She looks really good, and I don't know why you're being so hostile about it. I don't, okay, I don't know why you're being so hostile. <laughs> First of all, stop yelling at me. Second of all, stop yelling at me. Betty was wearing a tie shirt and a little skirt, and it was cute, and I liked it. She sits down in front of Chuck Clayton, who's there alone, I thought this guy was really popular. We're always bros. Well, it is Pop Chocolate Shop. It's like the only place to get food. If you're hungry, you have to eat. I mean, it's the only place to eat. She basically is like, hey, Chuck, 
I was wrong. I do want to get. I do want to ride the Chuck uh, the Chuck wagon. Oh my god! And Guys, he's on board. Don't... How is he buying this? Because she's that pretty and he's that stupid. It's like the only reason. She's like, it's gonna be tomorrow, at Barb's Ethel's pool with a hot tub. That's another massive red light, Chuck. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, that other girl that I shamed who like hates me now. Like, I should totally go over to her house. How is that working? Oh my god, I have so many feelings about Barb's house. So many feelings about well, Barb's we'll house. First of all, I do think it's kind of ironic that the climax of this is in a pool, considering where Barb died. Oh, that's true. Well, she didn't die in the pool. Yes, she did. No, she didn't. She didn't die in the pool. She was trying to escape the pool in the upside down, and then the uh, Demogorgon pulled her down, and there was splurting noises, and that's where she was dead. She died, like, in the upside down, though. The pool is in the upside down. Oh, right. No, I'm just Yeah, she fell right. into it, and she couldn't climb back out, because there's no water in it in the upside down. Right, I just misremembered that. Ooh, and then, like, the worm. Yo, Stranger Things season two. There's so, some new pictures of it out there. Oh, man, I'm so on board for that. I kind of wish they kept Eleven's shaved head. I thought that was cool. Uh, the, I haven't seen any pictures of her She's a in it. You've, you've, seen, you've seen pictures of her in the show? Yeah. I, I don't think, think they released any. I'm pretty sure it's on Twitter. Huh. Check it. I was looking at a bunch of official pictures today, and she wasn't in any of them. No, I'm pretty sure she was. I'm pretty sure it's because the actress doesn't want to shave her head again. Seems fair. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. Very cute. Yeah, I think she has on Twitter. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So Fred catches Archie coming home, and uh, this is actually, I think, the best moment of Archie in the entire series. Uh, and let me, let me explain why. I'm not going to fight you. So Fred... Is basically being like you're disobeying me. We're not arguing about how your uh, how your punishment is going to work. This is bad. You did a bad thing. And Archie uh, says like, okay, but you have to own it. You wouldn't have done this if it were football. You wouldn't have done this if this were a school thing. You're doing this because it's my music, and you can't <sighs> understand that um, that that's something that's important to me uh, because it's, it was never important to you. And it's the most he's uh, gone offensive. Against anyone else in his life, and it's the most I've liked him uh, because it's the most. It seemed like this is something that he cares about. Yeah. Do you hate it for all the th- reasons I just said I liked it? No. No. Because you're just making this face right now, like I know. like you're like <laughs> it hurts because you're biting your tongue so hard. I just think that they need to. I get that they're trying to make Archie like a musician. I just. I'm going to say Forget the music aspect. Forget the music aspect. He's calling out his dad because his dad doesn't understand the thing that he that he's into. I think it's just that I don't understand the thing that she's into. Right. You're Fred in this case. Yes. Like, I mean, I get music. I just I, I just, I respect Archie for not just being like, God, you don't understand me. And, and like, actually, like, ex- like, telling his dad, like, you have, you know that, like, you're only doing this because it's this one thing. I guess it's fair I guess. I don't know. I, also, I just feel like Archie didn't... Archie keeps saying that he wants to do music, but, like, I never see him doing music. Like, that's, like, the hard part for me. Like, no wonder, like, you, your dad doesn't take you seriously. Like, he's seen you play football. How do you how do you write someone, like, struggling with writing a song? You literally show him with a guitar okay. and a pen and him okay. looking pensive and him writing something down and then him going, no, 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 crossing it out. Okay. Fred knocks on the door. Archie struggles to put away his stuff because he knows his dad won't understand. Fred comes in anyway and says, hey, bud, what were you doing? And Archie says, 
Uh, nothing. I was just, uh, then Fred says, sounds, looks like you were writing some music. And then Archie says, yeah, uh, I know I was supposed to be grounded, but, and then Fred says, I But he's allowed to practice his music thing at home. Yeah, well, anyway, that was a scene that I wrote in my fan fiction in my head. I think it's pretty solid. Why is he hiding it from his dad? Because he doesn't think his dad will understand. I think a more interesting thing would be if the dad did understand, you know? He does by the end of this episode. I'm just very hard on Archie. Very, very hard. Yeah, no, I I, I know that. <laughs> Please don't think that this is a, like, I really, I Archie, you're great. Caitlin hates Riverdale <laughs> and Archie most of all. <laughs> no, and I especially KJ Appa. <laughs> no, don't say that. He won't talk to me. I love, I love Riverdale. I love KJ Appa. Archie, I am getting used to. It's just that the girls are so great. I love the girls on the show. And also Reggie is cool. I don't hate Kevin. And I like Fred. And all the moms and parents. I really just, Archie is weird to me. There's something about, and Jughead's great. It's just really He's just a nice boy. I'm like, ugh. Nice boys are boring. On TV. Sorry. Not sorry. And I find Betty boring. <gasps> no, you don't. Yes, I do. You find Betty boring? Yes. Even now? Well, when she's a psychopath, sometimes she's interesting, but her general state, yeah. Oh my god. Like, she, I, I was never, I've never, ever been Team Betty in three Versus episodes so far. Okay, well, we have to get there. Let's get there. Oh, okay, so we have to get there? <laughs> yes. So, but Archie, you can just, you can just shut out right now. Archie hasn't gotten a good storyline. Is Archie dissociative? No. Dissociative? No, Archie's a sane human being. <sighs> fine. Fine, fine. I'll be nice to Archie. So Chuck goes to the pool house. <laughs> like and Veronica bitch. opens the door, and it's a trap, you idiot. Get out of there. What is wrong with you? Honestly, though, if I was invited over to Ethel's house, I'd be like, wait, Ethel, the one who has, like, the indoor hot tub and pool? Yeah, I'm there. I don't care. I don't care if I'm going to get handcuffed to the hot tub. This is great. Riverdale has some money, right? Like, where does everyone work in this town? I don't know. Pop Chocolate Shop? It's like, I'm thinking of, like, the only teen show I know that actually explained the wealth gap in the town was Veronica Mars. So That's like, great, yeah. They're like, yeah, these guys work for this tech company, so they're all really rich. Right. It's like you work, You're either one of the people, or you're one of the people who works for one of the people. Yeah, but this show is not going to get into the specifics. No, but I'm, like, very fascinated by... You know what this actually... I was thinking about this. This town <laughs> reminds me a lot more of... I know they're trying to do, like, the Twin Peaks, th- Twin Peaks thing, and they're trying to do kind of, like... Like Gossip Girl or whatever. This actually reminds me a lot more of Bates Motel. There's like a lot of Bates Motel influences on this show. Hmm. The town is very similar in that it doesn't seem like it would be a wealthy town. And yet there are these like pockets of like immense wealth. And you kind of find out that the reason is because there's like a seedy underbelly Hmm. of like drugs and corruption and stuff. So I would recommend first season of Bates Motel is really good. I kind of just want to watch the new season because they're doing yeah, the end, the movie. Yeah. So uh, Veronica's wearing this this one's uh, this um, one piece. It's really nice. It's great. Everybody looks great. And then great. Betty comes out. What is she wearing? She wants to dance like Uma Thurman. That's what she's wearing. That oh god, I hated it so much. I, apparently, this is a Polly persona. Yeah. So I guess. Polly has dark hair. Or like she looks like Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Like that's literally she looks like Emma from Scream in the Halloween episode. 
she was just dressed as Uma Thurman. Exactly. A lot of layers. Just connecting it back to our other podcast. So We didn't do that episode in our other podcast. Oh my god, we didn't. But we did talk about it. So it's fine. So you have feelings about this. I didn't this. like it. I was just like, ooh. What? Well, I think that was a point. Ah. You're supposed to be uncomfortable right the whole Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, Veronica is clearly uncomfortable with the whole thing. I think that would be, if I was, as much as I like, like this development, if I was Veronica, I would be like, in my head, I'd be like, oh, I latched onto the wrong girl. <laughs> <laughs> down. Gotta get out of this town. How do I do this? Okay. Okay. So we go to the Taste of Riverdale. Which, again, an event I would totally go to. Fred meets Miss Grundy, Geraldine. So how long before they are hooking up? Oh, come on. It's happening. It's happening. It's happened on other teen shows. I think it happened on The Fosters. You know, I didn't used to watch any teen shows. Yeah, Before well, you. Aw. You're growing. And maybe I'll look up those bands you were talking about. The mayor uh, tries to talk to the Blossoms, and then Alice comes over. So good. And Penelope Blossom, full strength, slaps the shit out of her. She's so It is cathartic as hell. We all loved it. You loved it. (laughs) And I loved it. But she just gets right back up. She can take a hit. Alice might have even liked it a little bit. She liked it. She can take a hit. She does not care. And the pussycats are like, okay, time to play. I play Archie's beautiful, beautiful music. This is okay. I had this note because I think there's a really fun piece of ADR in here. Uh, additional dialogue placement, basically where they make the crowd noises. Uh, the pussycats go to the microphones like, "Are you ready to rock?" And you just get one person really quiet and goes, "Yeah." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the song is good. It's yeah, a good song. It is. it is a good song. I kind of hope there's a actual like CD that you can buy or uh, or music you can download I think of. You can. Um, Right? Pussycats music. Uh, I don't know if they're actually putting any of the Pussycats music online. I mean, it's our first song we've actually heard, but still. I would like some more of their music. They're talented. Yeah, we should look up if you can get that on iTunes. Because I feel like you probably can, or maybe will, once like they release an official soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Archie sneaks in to watch. Jughead is there. They need more scenes together. Yeah, they are lacking in that department. Yeah. I think... The one of the problems with Archie's story in this episode is that it is so divorced from his other friends. Yeah, like he, yeah, Cheryl and sure get Josie in some more episodes, but like, it nothing. Yeah, it doesn't really connect. Get him involved a little bit more with the murdery stuff, and it's a bit more exciting. Well, that's why I think it was pretty disappointing when we found out what that gunshot is. That it's just a kid. That it's just a kid with. Yeah, but what he yeah. leads to is good. Actually, uh, we're going right into that. Uh, Jughead says that I'd, I'd love to uh, stay, but I've got to shake down an evil adventure scout. <laughs> it's pretty good. So Fred wants to talk to Miss Grundy because she wants to know if Archie has musical talent. Uh, Caitlin says no, he doesn't. <laughs> That's not true. I didn't say that. Because you know Caitlin hates Archie. I don't hate Archie. I don't hate Archie. I feel like my words are being taken out of context, even though they are on a podcast and therefore record, <laughs> recorded. Um, I don't think he has no musical talent. I actually said quite the opposite, that I'm convinced he probably has musical talent, and I just don't understand why we're not hearing it, because it makes it feel sad. Grundy says that he does have talent. Um, and we believe everything Grundy says, because she's a pedophile. But he'll need support to develop it. Mm-hmm. And she also yeah. calls him a special kid. 
here's the thing. If you're having sex with the special kid, you shouldn't call him the special kid. You disgusting monster. She's a monster. She, I don't care. If she was a male teacher and he was a female student, yeah. that'd be weird. Yeah. One of my other friends, Steven, has just been having great comments about how... Um, Oh, this is my shout-out to you, Stephen, by the way. Hey, Stephen! Uh, that she's wearing, like, these just massive windows on her face. <laughs> she is! He's like, I don't believe anything she says while she's got her face covered up with these giant lie windows. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt, remember? I said, take off the glasses. You're trying too hard. <laughs> yes, she's clearly trying for something. Uh, I think we can hear my dog in the background. It's all right. She's she's lovely. She's so lovely. Stella's our third host. Oh, Stella. So, Alice goes over to Hermione and gives her a nice quick insult. Oh my god, can I say it? Yeah, go for it. So basically, she's trying to tell her about Veronica by pretending that she already knows about Veronica. So she's like, oh, so sorry about, like, everything that the kids are saying about Veronica. And then Hermione, because she's a little darling angel, and, like, doesn't want to think anything bad is happening in the world ever, is just like, oh, what are they, what are they saying about Veronica? And then, her, and then Alice is like, oh, you know, just slut shaming. It's when sluts get shamed. And I was like, oh my god, you're horrible. You're my favorite. Yeah. So good. She's such a good villain. That's such a mean line. I love it. That's so mean. Uh, we cut back to the girls at the pool. The sluts get shamed. Betty spikes Chuck's drink with muscle relaxant. That's one way to murder someone. Will make him. It's like truth serum. Make it harder for him to lie. That is kind of bullshit, but whatever. Uh, anyway. Well, they're in high school, so they're kind of they're stupid. not well educated. Uh, Dilton confesses to Jughead that yeah, he shot the gun, and um, Jughead's like, "Listen, you can either tell that to the cops, or you can talk to uh, me at the Blue and Gold. See you tomorrow." <laughs> Which seems like not, nah, it doesn't really make sense. No, no. So then we go back to the girls at the pool. And this is when things get... Weird? Heated. Heated? Okay. Things get heated. <laughs> uh, Betty starts raising the heat as Chuck is, yeah, handcuffed into the um, uh, hot tub. Uh, he should have seen this They coming. wanted to confess on camera. Also, Barb is, like, creepily watching through one of the doors. <laughs> it's all weird, man. The whole thing is so weird. They do get him to confess, although he's, like... Like, at first he's like, what's going on? He's clearly, like, under duress. Though. Although, yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. I think he learns his lesson when Betty starts, like, literally boiling him and pours syrup on his head. How hot is this hot tub able to get? That's my question. Did they, like... Shouldn't they... Aren't they, like, legally not allowed to get that hot? Yeah. Did the girls thing. know enough plumbing work to make it hotter? I don't think hotter? they went that far. I mean, you could definitely pass out in a hot tub. If you leave someone in a hot tub long enough, like, yeah, yeah, you could die. Yeah, you can get, like, dehydrated or overheated or yeah, whatever. They're not, like, a safe place to spend long periods of time. No, but I love hot tubs. They're great. Um, Betty starts going full on, though. She's calling him Jason. She's calling herself Polly. So weird, right? Yeah. Okay. Veronica's like, girl, you gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, Veronica's like, chill the fuck out. She starts pouring maple syrup on Chuck's head. He's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. Which, yes. Yes, you are. Seek help. I love it. I'm into it. I'm here for it. So here for it. So they had to give Betty this hard edge, because otherwise she and Archie would be very, very similar. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But see, there's, like, a lot of good backstory. She's, she's more, like, 
I'm going to make another Jane the Virgin reference. Her relationship with him is like Michael and Jane, mm-hmm. uh, where like they have the history. And then um, Archie and Veronica is like Jane and Raphael, where it's new and exciting. Uh, may have said that exact thing before. Thank you. Have. But like they don't, they don't seem to play on that very much. The idea, the Betty and Betty and Archie's long history together. Well, I think the idea Archie doesn't get many scenes with his friends. I think that the point is that they're trying not to go too hard on the Betty Veronica love well, triangle. Thing. But I think the flaw with the um, the Miss Grundy story is that because only Archie really knows about it, right. although now um, Jughead too, is that it does force him away from all these other characters, and I want to see more of how he interacts with all of them. Yeah, because I think the first episode, even though I really liked all of the episodes, the first episode probably was the strongest in that regard. Though he doesn't have anything with Jughead, really. He yeah, like one yeah scene. but that's his most interaction with the other girls, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. So yeah, B is ac- Betty is actually messed up. Yeah, I love it. And that's where the f- Act 5 ends. So we can jump into the tag. Where the next day... Yo, Fred has turned the garage into a soundproofed, uh, like, practice space for Archie. Good dad. He's such a good dad. And he also comments about how hot Miss Grundy is. Yeah, yeah, it probably is going to happen. It's going to happen. I know. It's Mm -hmm. gross. But we all have to just prepare ourselves. The blue and gold exposes the playbook, which Betty wrote in a night. Because because she's (laughs) definitely on Adderall or something. Oh, she's on Adderall. We know she's on Adderall. Um... and uh, Buddy and, Ve- and uh, Veronica talk about Betty's uh, mental break. She doesn't remember it, which, which is makes a that a dissociative state, Yeah, which is really problematic. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. I hope they lean into this. But also, like, they get into this, like, B&V ride-or-die mentality so like, at this point. Uh, there's a quote from Jughead, which I kind of like, even though I, I wonder if his book will, like, actually be good when he writes it, because, like, everything he's writing <laughs> is, like, so over the top. He's but. a Dan Humphrey of uh, Riverdale. Good and evil, light and dark, Betty and Veronica, two sides of the same Janus coin. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't actually mean anything. It's just words. But but it sounds good together, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it sounds really good. Uh, Hermione yeah. gets Betty and Veronica out of trouble. She even turns to Betty or Veronica and is like, "You should have told me. I could have helped." Yeah, because she's so. Great. I kind of want Hermione to be like involved in the next caper or whatever it is. Um, Chuck is cut from the football team, which, according to mm-hmm. uh, Jughead, will have terrible consequences in the weeks to come. I'm fascinated by this. And that's when uh, Cheryl says hashtag Justice for Ethel, and I just yelled at the TV, "Get over yourself, Cheryl." Barb is still dead. You didn't save her from the Upside Down or something. You stopped Ethel from having a rough time in high school. Barb is dead. Do you think Ethel's going to come back? Uh, I'd be ni- it would be nice if she's recurring. I feel like she's not going to be, though. <laughs> it was like, this is their stunt casting for this episode. <laughs> I kind of think that's what it is. Is that girl getting like work now? She is. Season? Like, I think Barb was actually her breakout role. It was, yeah. She- which I'm sure she didn't expect. Yeah, right. She, yeah. I mean, she, um, yeah, she's, what else is she on? I feel like there's, like, one other thing where she was cast in. Really? I thought she looked prettier in her, like, 70s, 80s uh, Stranger Things outfits than here. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Okay. Fine. (laughs) You're wrong, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Cheryl and Betty together burn the playbook. 
Yeah. Nice little bonding moment for them. I guess. I don't really need them to be friends, though. I've been thinking about this. I'm like, I don't need this to be a thing. Cheryl, uh, Cheryl does admit, though, that she, like, might not have known her brother very well. and Which is, like... Weird. I think it's important for her character. Yeah. But, yeah, they are kind of backing off of her being, like, super evil after her whole crying thing. Right. Last episode. Yeah. I just, uh, like, I don't know if... I don't really need them to, like, be friends. I don't need... I don't... I can see more of Cheryl without it being, like, Cheryl and Betty form a friendship. You know what I mean? Like, I... We can get a deeper understanding of Cheryl's character without it being... Suddenly she's, like, the third member of the Betty Veronica trio or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I don't need it. Um... Archie asks uh, Miss Grundy to continue with their lessons, which is totally a uh, code for you want to smash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <so laughs> gross. Uh, Dylan tells Jughead and Betty that Grundy's car was at the was at the river, oh, which means now Betty's onto that. So basically, yeah. So Jughead's like shit, and Archie and Grundy are also back onto each other. Yeah, they're hooking up. It's mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually really not gross, but it's... Well, he's 19, I, and she's, like, it, in her s- 20s. <laughs> yeah. So it's still kind of gross, even in the real life. It is kind of gross. Okay, fine. I'm gross. I think Adriab was really hot. No, it's fine. He's over 18. I guess that's true. Yeah. He's 19, if mm-hmm. you will. He has a whole extra year. Yeah, totally. It's totally fine. That's totally and that's fun. where the episode ends. By the way, did you watch this on TV? No, I watched it on my phone. Did you see the trailer for next week? No, is it good? I watched it on iTunes. Miss Grundy has stolen someone else's identity. No! Yes. I didn't know that! That straight up dropped in the trailer. Yeah. What? Is that there was a, there was an old lady who died years ago <gasps> named Geraldine Grundy. Oh my god, that's such a good callback to the comics! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god. That's amazing. I just, yeah, I figured, I figured you might not have seen it on TV. Yeah. That's so great! Oh my god. I love this show. <laughs> this show is so good. I'm so happy they made this show. That, but, like, that's an amazing thing to drop in episode four. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about, how this feels so lived in, how it feels like they just, they already, they are very confident right out the gate. So this makes more sense now, knowing what we know about next episode, it makes a lot of sense for her to be like, no, don't go to the cops, don't mm-hmm, go to the cops, mm-hmm. don't involve Yeah, that's anything. why she's freaking out so much, not just jail jail right. time, but, like, which is also she's yeah. someone else. Okay, okay. Intriguing. What if she's really 16? <laughs> Oh my god, be so good. So on to our different uh, different um, segments. segments. Uh, queen and king. Prom king, prom queen. Oh, this is hard. Okay. Um, Hermione is prom queen? She has two, three scenes in the whole episode. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, she's kind of great, but... I guess Veronica. Three weeks in a row, Veronica. <laughs> If I had to choose someone, I would say Betty, but... We can give a chaperone award to one of the parents. Oh, I like that. That's much better. Okay, Hermione gets the chaperone award. I think Sheriff Keller deserves the chaperone award. Okay, well, you're wrong, but okay. So, (laughs) then Veronica gets prom queen. Who gets prom king? They might be uh, uh, Jughead again. Jughead, yeah. Okay, if we had to choose someone different. If we're operating where we can't do the same person twice in a week. Should we? Well, for now. Because a lot of people are earning it multiple weeks in a row. I guess. And yeah. their, their names are Veronica. Okay, so, fine. Jughead is also Prom King. Okay. Because nobody else comes close. Especially, none of the guys yeah. come close. Right. No one really had a standout episode otherwise. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Ooh. All right. So, things teenagers don't say. <laughs> I took very special notes this time. <clears throat> that is long. No, no. These are my main notes. Oh, I, just, oh, I use okay. different symbols. Cool. We should get some cute little fun music in there. Let's How about I make it myself? Yeah, make it. Yeah. yeah. All right. From an outsider's from an outsider's point of view, you're not only pro- you've not only proven yourself, but raised the bar for everyone around you. Quote Veronica at the date with Chuck. Oh my God! Yeah, that's a long. That's a that's a chunk. Oh yes, you've been vetted, handsome. Veronica Lodge is nothing if not an informed consumer. <laughs> Veronica Lodge at her date with Chuck. Again. Chuck has muscles for days, but his conversation is not the stuff of Oscar Wilde or even Diablo Cody. What? Veronica Large, in relation <laughs> to her date with Chuck the next day. What was with the Diablo Cody shade? I don't know. So, you're going to notice that this is mostly Veronica, uh, this section. But there are some from other people. For example, nothing's off the table except for my body. Quote Cheryl <laughs> in relation to Archie's wish. So good, so good. Here are some of the things people wrote on Veronica's uh, on the Sticky <laughs> Mabel post. Wow, fam, how ratchet is New Girl? <laughs> By Mike Gallagher. Yeah. I bet that's one of the crew members. This is so funny. We can send this girl back to NYC, but we have to buy another ticket for her eyebrows. Okay, that's hilarious. Actually, make that two more tickets. One for each eyebrow. By Ace <laughs> McDonald. It's so good. Uh, here's one um, from later. Because Frida Shallow continues, but that's from Cheryl talking <laughs> to the girls awesome. in the uh, in the break room. I kind of thought that was a pretty perfect diss, though, because <laughs> the eyebrows. <clears throat> I love to stay, but I've got to shake down an evil adventure scout. Jack and <laughs> well, that's just like, who else is ever going to be in that situation? <laughs> oh, I'm too fast, too furious, baby! Chuck, in relation to Betty, asking if he wants to keep going. She's bringing him a drink with yeah. muscle rocks in there. And that's all of my uh, things teenagers don't say for this episode. Now it's your turn. Okay, so are we on uh, the rumor mill? Yes, yeah, rumor mill. Okay, so... Because <laughs> we know there's a mill in this town yes. somewhere. Don't tell me there isn't. We're going to be so happy when they finally show us the mill. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I had a theory... I have this kind of crazy theory. I think I texted you about it, and you were like, no, fuck you, no. I have a theory. I it do. be bunnies. I don't know the song. Um, I think there is a reasonable possibility that Jughead might be the killer. And here's my theory on it. Let the record show I'm making a face. He's making a face. Well, okay, so he's always been kind of like in, what is it? Not om- omnipresent narrator, but kind of. Omniscient. Omniscient narrator. Yeah. He's literally writing a book about Jason's murder before they find out that, one, he was murdered. I think it's supposed to be text from the book as if we are reading it, and like each episode is a chapter in the book. Okay. That would make more sense, but he also is literally... Okay. So you're saying that everything is sort of a flashback? I think we're overthinking it. Okay. Well... I think that there is some reasonable... Like we're, sorry, we're in the present, but when the book will be written in the future, That's the these th- will be how the chapters are written. These these lines, these, these omniscient narrations are coming from that. That makes sense. 
But let's just say that Jughead is obsessed with the murder because he is the murderer. That's just a theory. Honestly, there's really very little clues to go on. Yeah. What I kind of hope doesn't happen is I hope that... We have people we can rule out, not people who can say did it. Although even then, because yeah, we, we really... don't know where they were the week after July 4th. So which puts Miss Grundy on the table, which mm-hmm. puts Dilton Doily on the table, which puts Cheryl on the table. Like, we had people we could rule out before, but now we have everyone. As Kevin says, everyone's a suspect. Well, the weird thing about this is that it's more than just oh, he was killed, it was that he was held captive. Yeah. So who would be doing that? Right. We need to know more about the kind of people who um, Jason has pissed off. That's why I say Polly, Alice, Betty have the most to gain from removing him. And Betty's dissociative state has already proven that she enjoys a little bit of torture. So you think it's Betty? Well, that's... She is the most to go on right now. She is the most suspicious. If I'm using creeper status, that's that's what she falls highest on the spectrum right now. I wonder if um So if you yours is your rumor more rumor mill, I can have my suspicion board. I like it. But like Well, Betty definitely seems suspicious, but because of how early they're setting up her suspicious nature. They only got like thirteen episodes, right? Yeah, but it's episode three. I mean, are we really gonna be like, huh, it's really seems like Betty and then episode 13, it's, oh, right, it's Betty. So, I think that there is a real possibility that maybe Betty will think that she killed Jason. Maybe her, like, dissociative state will take over and she'll realize that she's going somewhere, she doesn't remember, and because of that, she's going to realize, oh, crap, maybe I did kill Jason. Yeah. And then she'll have to kind of go on a hunt for clues about herself and then realize maybe something more sinister is going on, Mm -hmm. which I think would be actually pretty cool. Like, to make you think that even Betty's convinced that she killed Jason? Not bad. Good show. I've been thinking about how much I've just, like, Jughead's plot as, like, investigative journalism type stuff. (laughs) A lot of shows shows aren't willing to go down that route. Um, And I'm going to pivot into a commentary on a superhero show for a second here. Which one? uh, Supergirl. Oh, okay. So, Jimmy Olsen. That hot guy from Smash? No. Jeremy Jones or whatever his name is? No, no, no. The black guy. Oh, is he another guy? He's Jimmy Olsen. I don't know. Brooks. I don't know him. He's playing Jimmy Olsen. I don't know who that is. You know who Jimmy Olsen is. Do I? Superman's pal. He's got a camera. No, I know. I you don't, don't know who Jimmy Olsen is? I, I don't know who Alice Cooper is. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen's bigger than Alice Cooper. Superman's like one of the top pop culture icons on the planet. You don't know who his friends are? No. I don't know who this... Is he one of the Olsen twins? I don't know. He's the photographer of the Daily Planet. Okay, no. I know the, the Spider-Man newspaper. Is that the same newspaper? No, of course not. <laughs> okay, go on. Spider-Man's the, the Daily Marvel Bugle. Universe. Okay, yeah. The Daily Bugle. Superman works on the Daily Planet. I'm half trolling you, oh but only half trolling. It's not even funny. Go on. I'm well, not sure if I'm trolling you, actually. They don't know what to do with the character in the show. Okay. And they've been doing this thing where he uses ice. He wants to be a superhero now. It's not working. Can he just do that? Mm-hmm. Does he he doesn't have superpowers, but uh, he just puts on this suit, calls himself the Guardian. He's a vigilante. Okay. And it's not interesting. <laughs> and it's I don't not. Like it. <laughs> it's not. Um, Jim Olsen as a character would famously keep getting random weird superpowers. Like, he would turn into a giant turtle man one week, and a porcupine person the next, and then you'd have, like, 
he'd be able to like super stretch himself. That would suck. And he had like no control over these things, and they would keep happening in his own comic. And those would be fun plots to do with him. But my thing is like, they work in a newspaper, and no one is ever doing any journalism in the show. And I just want him to be his like plot to be like trying to investigate this big conspiracy that turns into something huge way down the line. And I thought that would be like a cool thing. But it's such a slow plotting plot line that no one ever wants to do it in these shows. And when I get straight to, he's beating people up in alleyways. He wants to be a turtle man. No, no, he's he's wants to be Batman. Really, oh, okay. that's what he's acting like right now. Uh, but in the in 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 Riverdale, they do they're taking the time. Jughead is doing this, and it's slow, just like real journalism. Uh, and which also, is kind of cool. we find out things that are smaller. Like, I don't think we're going to get the answers to everything because Jughead is, like, I don't think Jughead's going to crack it. You know what I mean? You don't think so? No, I don't think it's going to work like that. I think we're going to find out, like, little I think, clues. I think he will, he'll crack it, but what he finds out will be horrifying to him. I don't think he's... I don't think we're ever... I don't think that's the only way we're going to find the answer. Mm-hmm. Maybe he also finds the answer, but I think we're going to find it in some, like, other organic way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, picking out the clues until eventually, like, the last rock is overturned. I think some other crazy shit's going to happen first. Hmm. If that makes sense. No. No? Okay. Well, I have an idea in my... Well, it's kind of... I'm going to say it again. It's sort of like Pretty Little Liars. Where they keep finding clues, they keep finding clues, they keep finding clues. Pretty Little Liars was a mess. It's not a mess. Oh my god! The way the the how long it took them to find out who it was the amount of they found a tree with information carved into it. None of them took pictures of the tree, and when they went back to find it, the tree was gone, and A was putting it into their fireplace. I forgot about that episode, and that was when A was Mona. Oh, and they wow, explain spoilers. away all of her superhuman tactics with her being in some kind of like hyper state. She's in a state of hyper yeah. hyperized reality. Not a thing. Yeah. What if Jughead's in no, a no. state of hyper? That show. That reality? show's mystery was an absolute insane, drawn out. Agree mess. to disagree. Agree to disagree. I'm gonna cry. It's all over. They've already finished filming it. There's, so there's more episodes coming, excited. but then there won't ever be any more. All the stages are uh, empty that they filmed on. Oh my on. god, why are you just trying <laughs> to hurt me right now? It's so mean. It's done. It's over. Do we have another segment? No, we only have the three. Okay, we should go. Oh, there's somebody I want to thank. Oh, yeah, wait. Do we have any reviews or anything? Um. Well, we have. First, I want to thank Crystal, who is our follower on Twitter. And she made the absolutely lovely and so much better than my original thing. <laughs> so, so, so much better. Um, I guess you would call it like a cover photo for our iTunes and SoundCloud pages. It's so great. Or an I album love cover. it. An album cover, yeah. It's so good. It's so cute. It literally made me so happy. Thumbnail. Thumbnail, Thumbnail is the word. It made me so happy when I saw it because I was struggling with Photoshop and I was like, this is as good as I can do. This is as good as it's ever going to be. So thank you very much. Thank you. And also, she left us a review on iTunes, which was very nice. Yeah. So thank you. What did she say? I believe it's the same crystal. Uh, she's Crystal Adventures here. I believe she's like Crystal, Crystal, crystal jump, Jumps. Jumps, right? because yeah, she's got a great picture there too. It's so good. And she says, 23 minutes in it and I love it. They make sharp observations and have great commentary. Plus they mesh really well together. It's clear they know their stuff. Wow. She does not know us at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear they know their stuff and I'm pretty sure took notes. John took notes. 
because they are recalling some incredibly precise details. Um, she also said, I listened to another Riverdale podcast first because it was shorter and they were just getting all the details wrong. These two are spot on. And she knocked us down a star because the sound quality isn't the best, but we're still a worthwhile listen. Hey, if our sound quality has popped up for this exact episode, it's because we just got some new tech on our microphone did, yes. from a lovely uh, technical producer. Who, uh, <laughs> her name is Beth. And she is my favorite. <laughs> she is great. Thank you, Beth. Seriously, we hope that this elevates our game. And thank you for always being a patron of the podcast arts. <laughs> uh, we actually got three more, so I'll run through these. This is from Gracie Finn on Twitter. Longtime fan from their previous Do You Like Scary Podcast podcast. Ooh, Ooh thank you, Gracie. I originally had no intention to watch Riverdale until they announced that they were making a podcast for the show. Oh my god, I'm going to cry. <laughs> they bring the same charm and witty banter that they had in previously mentioned podcasts. Overall, this podcast is great so far and can only get better. I'm mean, really, this is so nice. <laughs> um, thank you. It's so made me cry. Ethan B12. I like this one because I'm, I'm competitive, I guess. This Riverdale podcast is superior to all the others. They astute enough to pick up on the numerous interesting theories and relevances to society. Great. Ooh. Damn. Somebody astute. gave us two stars. That's not nice. I usually hear the word, uh, like, no one uses astute. That's a good word. I like yes. that. Throw that around more in common conversation. This one is from CMAR91. John and Keelan are a great duo. They bring different things to the discussion and have great chemistry. The podcast flows well. Their observations are smart and theories on point. Love it. Okay. Aww. That's really nice. These are lovely. So sweet. But guys, thank you. Guys, thank you so, so much for leaving such nice reviews. You are literally the best. I can't thank you enough. Yeah. Uh, We really enjoy doing this, and we're really glad you enjoy our uh, astute observations and chemistry and all of that stuff. We try so hard, That we apparently have. They call yeah. us knowledgeable and smart and stuff. Oh, I know. Which like is we so have our weird. lives together. They don't know anything, but that's okay. Let's I don't know if, they, if there's much more to um, say for this episode. No. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, if you have any cool theories, yeah, tweet at us. Yeah. That would be fun. We like that. Oh, speaking of Twitter, yeah. I am at Riley Tweets. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. And I am at John Padden. You can also find me on my blog, Catcher in the Rye. Rye spelled W-R-Y. What a good pun. Try to do one a week. I missed last week, so I'm going to try to do two this week uh, to make up for that one. And I think that's going to be it for right now. Over and out, Riverdalians. Oh boy, I hate that. Bye!